0: This is Bob Petrakis with The Other Side of the News, brought to you by thefreepress.org. WCRS Community Radio 98.3 and 102.1. Hi, this is Bob Fitrakis bringing you The Other Side of the News, and uh, this time it's a bit shocking what if you were living with a person for five years, you had two kids together, you were the biological father, you're all living under the same roof and then that person gets sick, your partner gets sick and her adoptive parents intervene, whisk her away and then they come from the kids, they come for the kids and take them away and then when it goes to court They say the birth certificate and the fact that you've been a family for five years doesn't matter. That's what happened to Josh Roberts, who's in the studio here on the other side of the news. Josh, can you take the listeners through the chronology, your personal history of your relationship, and how you ended up as a biological father without your kids?
1: Me and Andrea met about five years ago. Um, when we first met, me and her both packed up a car And we moved in together and started traveling some um, we had. She became pregnant with Noah about two years into our relationship um, We were living in Indiana We moved back here to be closer to her family Because she wanted help from her mother and all um, Noah was born, he proceeded to come home to the house that me and Andrea were both residing at Shortly after that, so
0: you, you had no other house. This was your residence,
1: yes. This is the residence me and Andrea had lived at since we moved back to Ohio. And um, then, Anna, shortly after a year later, Anna was born and she came back to the house with me, Andrea, and Noah. And for the last five years, we've all four of us have presided at the same address. So, and then one day, Andrea gets sick goes to the hospital. That was like around March sixth, ish. Um, at first, her mom, adopted mom, and her adopted father were there. Her adopted mom, Dottie, got mad at me because I had called Richard. Said Richard needs to know. That's her adopted father. Needs to know what's going on. It's the is, he's raised as as his child. She got mad about it. Um, he uh, showed up. At the were hospital. they separated? They've been divorced for. 13 years now, mm-hmm. I and mean, it was a really messy divorce, from what I understand. I wasn't around for that, so I don't know. Um, but she was very upset about that. Um, so Richard shows up, you know, and they just would take different times in the hospital. I was there most of the time. For the first two or three weeks, I didn't leave the hospital that Andrea was there. Um, four or five months later, Andrea's recovered from the anti-NMDA encephalitis, and she was in a nursing home in a rehab facility and was supposed to be released, which was around June 20th, to my care. But nobody had informed me of this. Um, I'm sitting in a nursing home that Friday. They came in with a transport-transporter. Andrea wasn't going. She was arguing with them. And they said that she had a power of attorney that made her go. She was saying she didn't have one. So the conclusion we all came to was I'd just ride with her over there. They were fine with that in the transport and all. So we arrived to Riverside so she could get further evaluation. At the time I arrived at Riverside, I was removed and told she was um, a confidential patient. I wasn't allowed in the room because she had a guardian over her.
0: Who removed her?
1: Uh, the the, the security removed me from Riverside and saying there was a guardian saying... And there was a
0: guardian that, that, that had ordered her to Riverside? Did they tell you who that was?
1: No, they did not. They just said she had a guardian and that... Nobody's allowed to visit her. I'm not allowed to let anybody know where she's at.
0: So she's removed, and then you're removed from the hospital.
1: Correct. Um, That was on a Friday. Um, So I'm stressed out trying to figure out what's going on. Tried to contact Dahlia, talked to her, tried to contact Richard. Nobody contacted me back. Sunday morning, fixing breakfast for the kids. Noah was up and was still in bed. It was around 10.30 in the morning. I, my phone's ringing. I don't answer because I'm cooking breakfast. It's my neighbor saying Dottie's out front with about six Worthington police officers and there's a bunch more at the end of the road, getting ready to knock on your door. About that time, door knocks. I answer it. Dottie, when I open the door, says, "I'm Andrea. I'm here to take the kids." I said, "Whoa! What's going on?" The police said she has. I said, "Where's my paperwork?" Well, I don't. What are you talking? What's going on? Um... The cops proceeded to force their way through the door. Said she has everything in order. She has kids. I said, well, am I entitled to a copy of this? They said, no, we don't have to give you anything. They said, she's got everything she needs. And they showed me a checklist. They never showed me paperwork. At this point, Noah had been taken by the cops out of the house. And there was another one going upstairs to get Anna out of the bed. Before I could even comprehend what was going on. It happened so fast. Um... The cops are screaming at me, you know, don't fight this. She's in the right. She has all her paperwork and all. Um... And they took the kids out of the home, and a police state almost like it was. It was almost like SWAT team was there because we had cops at the back door with guns. We had cops at the front door. It's a very scary situation. The kids were very upset. They were crying that they wanted daddy. I wasn't allowed to be with daddy. You know that why, daddy? Daddy, come with us. The oldest one was, and he'll be three Saturday, the twenty third of this month, um, and he's crying for daddy, daddy, daddy. What's going on? He's very scared. You could see it. Anna just woke up, and she's kind of like, you could see she's a year old. She was just didn't know what was going on. As soon as she got strapped in the car by the cops, she's saying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And they're wispy away, and I haven't seen them since Till actually, I have seen them once. And that was yesterday. The 20th was yesterday, I think. 21st. Um... Richard had contacted me that Wednesday and said, you can see the kids Thursday. Let's set up a place. It was at Chick-fil-A. And I got to hang out with the kids for an hour. Richard dropped, you know, they came. Daddy dropped them off. Richard brought them into Chick-fil-A. And they wanted to know, Daddy, when are you going to see us again? Daddy, why aren't you around? Daddy, please be with us. And this is the first time I've seen them in two months. Um, they are very upset um, that Daddy couldn't go home with them or they couldn't go home with Daddy.
0: And this is a result of a uh, court proceeding on June 19th, 2014, where uh, her adopted uh, mother, uh, Dorothy uh, Kokola, went to that court and, among other things, said the minor children who are not being properly cared for. Uh, how would you respond to her, uh, her representation to the court that your kids uh, who were living with you and had been living with you and, and your partner uh, weren't being taken care of.
1: they have been living there since the day they were born. Um, when this happened, because I had to work, and all my mother had showed up and came and stayed with us to help while I was at work, if I was at work or whatever, to help take care of the kids, so I wasn't putting them in daycare because that was one thing me and Andrea were totally against. That's why she was a stay-at-home mom while I worked was because we don't want the kids in daycare. We would take them to playgroups and play areas and stuff. The kids were very healthy. Um, no, I just had it to the doctor because he had a little bit of a rash, and the doctor said it was nothing. It was just a little heat rash or maybe allergic to grass. But we were just at the doctor's uh, two weeks before this had happened. But the kids were very healthy, um, very happy. Um, we went and played, did stuff all the time. We were all the time going to playgroups and stuff, so...
0: So, uh, other than this representation uh, by your uh, uh, essentially her adoptive mother, uh, there was no real problem with with the children. Uh, but oddly, this is what I find odd in this procedure: uh, the question of you having visitation for your biological children that had lived with you your entire life uh, comes up in the court proceedings and they'll say and they let the magistrate believe that somehow you had no court ordered visitation when of course you didn't need court ordered visitation these were your biological children were they not
1: correct they are and we've established paternity on this even as to go that far because in the courts are also trying to say that the birth certificate is inadmissible or something um
0: yeah i mean that that's a key point uh your uh, her adoptive mother he is arguing that the court should not take into consideration the birth certificate which lists you as the father of the children.
1: Correct. But, you know, as far as visitation, I didn't think I needed visitation when they're living under my roof. When they cry at night, I wake up with them and I still have to be at work. When they go to bed, I'm the one who reads them their book and puts them to sleep. I didn't know you needed visitation for that when they're living with you.
0: Now here, here's the one of the oddest things I find. The magistrate says, "Has he ever paid child support?" And of course, uh, uh, Coca, the mother-in-law says, "No, he doesn't work. He's been unemployed for six months." But you lived with him and provided for these children since their birth, did you not?
1: Correct. I paid our rent. I paid all our bills. Everything was in my name. I paid everything. So I don't know why. You were not means. an
0: absentee father.
1: No. I was there with them since the day they were born. I was at the hospital with them when they were born.
0: Yeah, and there's an article uh, that uh, listeners should check out in the free press written by Jerry Bellow, which questions whether this is in fact uh, fraud upon uh, the court. So uh, we're in this situation. Uh, What what has happened uh, following uh, uh, these events?
1: Well, so the kids were removed on Sunday. Um, called up some friends to help me out because I was very upset. Um, because the kids were also very upset. Um, trying to find a lawyer was a real hard one to represent in probate court under guardianships. I found family law attorneys, but because the kids, it's not in family law. Right,
0: it's not domestic it's relations not court. It's probate.
1: <laughs> it's probate, and so everybody and
0: it's probate because the. Essentially, her uh, adoptive mother got her probated, said she was incompetent.
1: Correct. Um, And she was in the final processes. You know, one of the things from reading about the anti-NMDA, the disease she had, and talking with the foundation and doctors and all, they say, you know, at the part of her recovery she was at, she needs to be around her family her kids to help with the recovery because she's in the final stages of it. She's ready to be home to be in that part.
0: So this could set set her back medically? Is that what you're suggesting, or that's what experts have told you?
1: Very much so. Uh, set her way back, even cause a relapse. But she did have um, one of the big things they look at is the ovaries and a hysterectomy, and she did have a full hysterectomy, which takes your chances of relapse way down. It's only like a 15% chance of relapse, I think it is, on if you get your ovaries removed.
0: So, so where are you now? Uh, how are you proceeding? Uh, where's the court case? I mean, have, have you had your day in court?
1: No. They keep getting a continuance <coughs> on it. Um, and we don't know how. Um, a lot of, even my attorney who <laughs> sometimes is not the easiest to get a hold of, but seems to be working for me. Um,
0: Did you ever get a notice that this proceeding was taking place on June 19th? Uh, part of what uh, Jerry Bello writes in the Free Press suggests that you were never given a notice that there was a hearing going on, uh, and the court records don't indicate that you were ever served uh, just a uh, statement on the record from her adoptive mother saying that she mailed you certified mail. Did you ever get a certified letter? I never received anything about it. I didn't know about it. Um, the
1: first I heard about it was at Riverside that she had a guardian um, when I was removed from the hospital. Um, I knew nothing about it till that point. Um, and then I didn't know about the whole court proceedings and everything until... I ended up getting an attorney, obtaining an attorney to file stuff, file objections and all to this. Um, at this point, they're trying to say that my objections are inadmissible in court because me and Andrea are not married. Um, that I am not in a vested party, even though I have children with her and they've been in the care and Andrea's been with me for five years. They're trying to say that I'm not an interested party in the case.
0: Even though you've lived with her for how long? Five years. And even though you uh, essentially had two children with her, those are your children, they say you're not an interested party?
1: Correct. They're trying to make my statements inadmissible in court. My affidavits, they uh, filed um, a motion to get them dismissed from court. The judge has not ruled on that. He ruled that they would give the extensions to him, but they did not rule on the... uh,
0: Do you know where your partner is?
1: No, I do not.
0: So the woman you lived with for five years, up until this event a few months ago, you don't even know where she resides?
1: No, I do not.
0: Was she really, really close to her uh, adoptive mother, where she would want her adoptive mother, in your opinion, uh, to be in charge of her life?
1: No. um, She's made that clear to other people, too, um, that she didn't want if something would ever happen to her, she was semi-close to Dottie, um, when, you know, she didn't have money to just go spend on Dottie, that's kind of when Dottie decided she didn't like me too much, and their relationship started spreading farther apart, um, so, she, but she made clear, and we were supposed to do a living will, um, and she was get, this week we were supposed to do it was the week she was getting sick. We had appointments mm-hmm. set up and all because she did not want her mom to be in control of her care because she was scared that she would take the kids away from her.
0: And that appears to have happened. This is WCRS 98.3, 102.1, bringing you the other side of the news, in this case shocking news where uh, the state orders your kids taken away from you and your partner, so to speak, gets disappeared. And uh, in this case, the main reason that uh, Kokola, the adoptive uh, mother of Andrea, uh, your partner, uh, has control of the kids is because she was probated and hence uh, she led the court to believe that you weren't the custodial parent. Is that correct?
1: She led the courts to believe I was hiding the kids from her, and she didn't know where me and the kids resided. And she had no clue where we were at. Uh,
0: did she know where you and the kids were?
1: Yes, she did. I mean, we had Easter, we had thrown a Easter cookout, and she invited her family and friends to it at my house. She showed up Sunday with the Worthington Police Department. This happened on Thursday. I think the court proceeded and ruled the guardianship and that Sunday she showed up with the Worthington Police Department at my house. So it was obvious.
0: So did she know where you and Andrea lived?
1: Yes she did. She had been at the house many times. She actually helped us pick the house out.
0: Okay so uh, I guess the question is uh, why these strange misrepresentations uh, to the court? How has this been emotionally on you? I mean, it's, it It seems like something out of, you know, the, the old, uh, you know, Eastern Bloc authoritarian countries.
1: It's, I can't even explain the emotional drain, the uh, loss, it's kind of just a loss at words, what it's done to me emotionally, like not being able to see my kids, not knowing where my kids are at, not knowing where Andrea's at, not being able to see her, the people I love the most and care about the most have been yanked out of my life, and here I am. And shambles trying to figure it out, get it back together and get them back and get justice back for Andrea um, and the kids. And I can only imagine the emotional stress it's put on the kids. When I got to see them, you know, they were very, very standoffish at first. Um, And then they took right to me. They're like, oh, daddy, 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 daddy. And it was daddy, this, daddy, that. When I left them. And we put them in Dottie's car. They just started crying. Daddy, why can't you come with us? Daddy, when are you going to see you again? Daddy, we love you. Daddy, come. So it's been real hard on me and the kids both.
0: Yeah, understandably so. Um, Although you are now starting to get publicity and it does seem that you have a community support network, I've seen them referred to uh, (laughs) somewhat uh, disdainfully as the villagers. How's that working out? What's the support network that's helping you out
1: they andrea's friends band together she has a family out there that loves her cares about her and wants to see her recovery and wants to see what's best for her they've done a lot of research in it there a lot of them are in the medical profession and deal mm-hmm. with mrdd um and handicapped pa- people and a lot of them are people who have worked with handicapped people in their homes and people with uh Developmental disabilities and stuff, and they can't believe this is happening to Andrea and how unjust it is, and all. So they've started to reunite our family. Um, they're going; f- uh, it's going to become a nonprofit for awareness, of the NINMDA, but also on how you know, making sure things are just. Um, it's amazing what they're doing for Andrea um, and pulling together to make sure that the just is found in the unjust of all this.
0: Are you confident if you get your day in court and get to tell your side of the story that you'll get your children back?
1: Yes, there's not a doubt in my mind about that. And I think that's part of the reason they keep getting continuances. Try to run me down in the ground more.
0: Uh, clearly, you know, you know, you have reason to be uh, distraught. Are you worried about your partner's health uh, I- and, and the fact that you don't know where this woman is that you lived with for five years
1: extremely um according to her dad when i richard when i seen the kids yesterday i asked how Andrew was and he said her health has turned and got real has went for the worst and she also has a heart condition now he wouldn't go into any more details so that's just added a bunch more stress and emotional because i don't know um he said i guess her head shaved they've got her in a locked facility from the way i understand things even though i don't know where she is, it's just this is I
0: mean this is just outrageous is and she it's she almost predictable right, yeah. it's almost predictable that her health would be negatively impacted when you rip her out of her house when uh, you know you you take away the children when you separate her from the person that she's lived with you know her life partner uh, how, how did you respond to that
1: I was scared, um, real scared, um, you know, and I tried to contact uh, Richard Ferguson, her dad. I tried contacting him. He wow. wouldn't call me back because he's tried to play the good guy at the beginning of this. Um, and then all of a sudden when she's ripped away and I don't know how her recovery is and Richard Ferguson's the only one who has given me any info and I hear her conditions get worse when she was at the nursing home there in Worthington me and the kids seen her at least once a day, if not twice a day, for the last two weeks prior to her being removed from the nursing home. When I seen the kids yesterday, I asked if they'd seen their mom, and they said no, but they're living with Mom Mom. And Dot Dorothy Cocaola has made the kids call her Mom Mom. Won't let them be called grandmother or anything else. It's Mom Mom.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a really bad soap opera with the demented, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, mother-in-law figure, this adoptive no parent. Liar. The So here she is. She's in this nursing home close to your house. You can see her every day. Her health, was was it improving or deteriorating?
1: Gre- it was greatly improving. Um, one of the problems we had at the nursing home was they were saying she wasn't showering. She was only allowed to take a shower twice a week. Um, once I started bringing the kids in and all, because they d- they're short staffed. they said, so they could only allocate staff because staff has to be in the shower somebody with her um, so she was only getting them twice a week well once I started bringing the kids in she started demanding showers and I was, they would let me take her in the shower to make sure she didn't slip and fall or anything mm-hmm. and so she started showering every day almost um, because she was getting to see the kids and all the staff there were surprised the great improvement she had shown when she got to see the kids and it was amazing the improvement she had just in that short period of time
0: Now let's go into the nature of this disease, illness. Uh, I mean, what caused her uh, to be put in a nursing home?
1: It's called anti-NMDA encephalitis. Um, It's an autoimmune disorder that attacks the brain. Um, So the weeks leading up to being hospitalized, she had flu-like symptoms. She was kind of hallucinating a little bit. I mean, she called me at work. Said she was working out in the basement and had all these big plans and all. I mean, she had me call my mom because we thought she, you know, the Monday of that week, she thought she just just flew. She knew she couldn't take care of the kids. She wanted to rest and get over flu symptoms. So my mother came over to the house to help take care of the kids. Um, Friday or Thursday it was, whichever day it was. I come home from work and I noticed the garage door was open. That's not normal at my house. And my, you know so I go out to see what was in the garage I noticed her jewelry box was in the trees I'm like what's going on here I noticed some of my tools have been moved around I noticed some stuff out of place um, so I go inside Andrea's hallucin- they, she's hallucinating really hardcore and this is from what I understand the, where the encephalite is now the NMDA is attacking your neurotransmitters mm-hmm. and all. Um, so we call squad. Squad comes they say well if she can answer all our questions right they let her stay at home her mother finally shows up Um, Dorothy showed up. Andrea went with her. Dorothy took the kids in her car, made Andrea drive a separate car, would not let Andrea ride in her car, which I thought was odd because of the signs that were shown. Um, Dorothy kept asking me what I did to her daughter. What drugs did I feed her? What did I do to her daughter? I had to have caused this. I'm like, I don't know. Um, She takes her to the hospital Friday. Um, Andrea, I guess, had been complaining about migraines, said she was tired laid down on the couch and had a many seizures. So they went to Dublin Methodist. Um, I find this out. I go. When I get to the hospital, Dottie wouldn't let me back to see her. Said it was all my fault. She was on drugs. That she had to get off these drugs. I said, what are you talking about? There are no drugs involved. But wouldn't let me back there. I leave the hospital. I went, you know, finished up the job I was on. Because um, so it had to be done that night. So I went and finished it. About 10 o'clock at night, I went back. They people at dublin told me she'd been transported to riverside so i go to riverside no room she was in walked in dorothy's first question is what are you doing here and how'd you get here i said well i drove i'm here so then she went into a catastrophic coma state andrea did um progressively got worse four weeks into it i talked to a doctor at the cleveland clinic who said i know exactly what it is i'm treated a few of these cases it's very rare there's been like six in ohio and this lady had treated two of them so she wanted Dottie, because Dottie's, you know, the supposed mother, mother on record, so she had to sign the medical records over, which Dottie would not do. The lady came down from Cleveland Saturday to see her. Dottie refused her to see her. Would not so the th-
0: specialist from the Cleveland Clinic who specialized in this rare disease was denied uh, a chance to see her?
1: Correct. Um, but the doctor talked to that. There's a weekend doctor. This was on the weekend. She came down. Uh, the weekend doctor ordered the test. And that's what it came back as. As soon as they started treating it, you started seeing there was about a week after starting to treat it, there was grave improvements in her. Um, so then it got to where she was released to Dot Hall from Riverside because she was starting carry-on conversations where we have had conversations and all of us, the hallucinations were gone. Dot Hall said that, you know, they weren't the right place for her. Um, so they sent her back to Riverside for a week and then she went to the nursing home where they said they could do long-term care for her until she was ready to be released.
0: So she was then in long-term care when uh, uh, her uh, Dottie, uh, coca ended up with uh, the authority to be her guardian?
1: Correct. She was supposed to be released that Friday, Andrea was, that they moved her to Riverside.
0: I mean, released to go back home? Home,
1: yes, to my care. And nobody, Dottie, Richard, Ferguson, nobody informed me of this. Um... Andrea kept saying that I'm being released Friday, kept telling me this, I'm being released Friday, I'm going to go home with you and all this, what all the staff's telling me. Talked to one of the staff, they were real standoffish about it, but they kind of said, yeah, that's kind of what's happening. So Friday, that's why I was there all day Friday. I was off work because I was having a root canal done.
0: So uh, meanwhile, uh, Dottie, who you referred to, the adoptive mother, had gone to this court proceeding with a magistrate, which you had no notice of, and essentially portrayed you as a deadbeat father who was out of state.
1: Correct. And also, Andrea didn't have any knowledge of this going on.
0: So she was unaware of uh, what her um, uh, adopted mother was doing?
1: Correct. She wanted to know, she, her doctors had got switched, and she said something a week prior to this. She wanted to know why she had all new doctors coming in there and what was going on, what her mom was doing and why they were doing this that were they trying to separate us, what was going on, I told her I didn't know you know. so she Is had no clue Is that a
0: possibility uh, uh, Dottie wants to separate you, her adoptive mother doesn't want you guys together Is uh, have you pondered that?
1: Yes, yeah, I've thought about it, I mean she's made it clear she doesn't want us together, she's tried to get Andrea to leave me um, she's also made it clear that she wanted to raise the kids to Andrea Andrea was scared to death of her mother because of that
0: And now the kids uh, are calling her what?
1: Mom, mom. And they weren't allowed calling her grandmom from the day they were born. It was always she tried to force us to call them mom, mom, and we always instituted grandma.
0: Okay, I'm talking to Josh Roberts, who's living a nightmare and hoping for his day in court. Uh, His life partner, uh, who he lived with for five years, and uh, his two kids who were under their roof, yanked from him, he doesn't know where his partner is. He's only been able to visit with his kids once. You can read about this in the Columbus Free Press. Go to columbusfreepress.com. There's a story there, again, by Jerry Bello. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the uh, listeners, Josh Roberts?
1: Uh, look up Reunite Our Family online and there's a Facebook page out there like us up there and keep that'll keep you informed and thank you all
0: right and uh, what's the name of that again it's Re
1: Reunite R, the letter R, family
0: okay Reunite Our Family and make sure you read Jerry Bellow's story at columbusfreepress.com thanks for coming in and sharing this very painful story, wish you all the best,
1: thank you